Welcome back. It's Family Time 26, and this week we are talking about motivation. I want my students to consider what really motivates them, and I want them to look a little deeper than sort of the surface level things. We talk about, specifically in my character and leadership class, about the difference between extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation, and how a lot of times in schools, we do a lot of extrinsic motivation types of things. When we're young, it's maybe the, it's the gold star, it's the sticker, it's getting a treat for something, and those things aren't entirely bad. We do the same thing up through adulthood. When we're older students, it's about a grade and a score and those sorts of things. And we get into the adult world and sometimes it's about having the right clothes, the right car, the right house, the right job. Not that there is a right, but the things that we sort of deem these high achievements, these extrinsic types of things. And again, some of those things aren't entirely bad. A little blend of extrinsic and intrinsic motivation isn't a bad thing. It's nice sometimes to just give people a gift or give them a little, give them something extrinsic to sort of represent an appreciation or something like that. That's not entirely bad. But I want my students to be going a little bit deeper. Ideally, we can reach a place where, we, where we're intrinsically motivated to do the things that we do, where that motivation comes from the inside. And I don't want my students necessarily giving me things that pump them up. We all use those things. I know I certainly do certain music or a movie or a quote that does motivate me and kind of gets me going. But I want them to look at, what I want us all to look at is what are the things that really drive us to do the things that we do? Where does our personal motivation lie? And we'll talk about a few different things in class. There are many different things out there that talk about the different ways people are motivated. There's a few that I like. One that we talk about, again, in my character and leadership class is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you're a teacher, I'm sure you've been aware of this. This was part of my educational training. I'm imagining it still is. <clears throat> but... Basically, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you're unfamiliar, is essentially a pyramid where we start by meeting the most basic needs, and if we're able to be, meet those needs, then we can move up to the next level. But if those basic needs aren't being met, it's much harder to move up the pyramid. And Maslow's hierarchy of needs starts with our physiological needs, the things like food, shelter, those basic human needs we're meeting. If we're not meeting those, it's much harder to move up the chain. That's an important thing to remember as educators because some of our students, sadly, aren't getting those requirements met. They maybe don't have, they don't have steady meals at home or they, we have students who are homeless, those sorts of things, and it's very difficult 
when in an in, in educational setting in our schools, we try to address some of those things. But if we can't meet those, it's much harder to move the student up. We have to address those physiological needs first. If a student is concerned about where his or her next meal is going to be, they're not going to be very concerned about solving for X. So once those physiological needs are met, under Maslow's hierarchy, the next step is safety. And I think that's such an important thing. We talk about it in class that the first thing students need to feel when they walk into my class is safe. Physically safe, that it's a safe environment for them to be in, that they're not going to get picked on or singled out or any of those sorts of things. They need to feel safe. If we can't feel safe, we can't learn, we can't move on to the next step. So that's the next bar in Maslow's hierarchy. Then it goes to love and belonging. And that's something we try to do a lot with the family time things and talking about family and connection and those sorts of things is everybody seeks that to some degree or another. And it can mean a lot of different things, the different relationships that we form, but that's next, a sense of love and belonging. And I think that's really important for educators to understand that we have to be meeting those things before we can get to the other areas that we want our students to get to. Because the top two in Maslow's hierarchy are esteem. So I think of self-esteem types of things. It's self-respect and respect for others and a belief that we're capable of being successful. But that comes after we meet those other needs. Then the last, the top of Maslow's hierarchy, is the idea of self-actualization. That we reach a point where we are understanding ourselves in a deep way, and we understand what motivates us, we understand the things that we want to do, we're making decisions based on our own beliefs and values, and that's really tough. That's a spot I think some people never fully get to where they're fully comfortable with their sel themselves and self-actualized. And we have to continually feed those other needs as well. But I think that's a great thing to look at is when I say what motivates us, it's not what pumps us up. It's maybe where are we at? What are the things that we're actually striving for? Are we striving for a sense of belonging? Are we striving to build our own self-esteem? And there's other ways of framing that as well. I really like Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker and philanthropist. He identifies a set of basic human needs and he says all people have these needs. And I think it's probably accurate. I think you can frame these things in different ways, but they kind of fit in with Maslow's hierarchy of needs or however you want to break them up. But he talks about certainty. All people desire certainty to an extent, everybody wants some things to be comfortable and reliable. Then he talks about variety. We want some certainty, but we also want some variety. We don't want to get bored. We want things to be different. We want things to be new. He talks about significance. We all want to feel like we're significant and that we have a purpose and that we're meaningful in some way. He talks about love and connection very much like... Maslow's love and belonging. We all want to have certain relationships and connect with people and feel loved. He talks about growth, the importance of 
us developing and not feeling like we're stagnant and that we're always the same. And he talks about contribution, the idea of feeling like we're contributing something and giving something. And Tony Robbins does a nice job of talking about these things and how we all are, we're all motivated, motivated by these things, but some of us are motivated by certain needs more than others. Maybe some of us are more motivated by growth. So we like to focus on things where we feel like we're growing and developing and learning, where maybe someone else is more motivated by significance, feeling a sense of significance, which isn't a bad thing, but they maybe want to feel like people care about them or feel like they're recognized or respected. And it's important to understand or to at least consider which of those things really motivate us the most. It's the same with the idea that we all need a little certainty and all need a little variety. If we're really more motivated by certainty, maybe we're the type of person who doesn't like to do big adventurous things, likes having a home base, likes likes to have their world comfortable around them. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. If we're really motivated by variety, maybe we are the type of person who wants to move around and travel and experience a bunch of different things and maybe doesn't want to work the same job for our entire lives, those sorts of things as well. So it can be framed a lot of different ways. We'll talk about some of the different ways we can frame our needs and our motivations in class. But that's what I want us to be considering this week is what are the things that really motivate you? Not just the surface level things that pump you up, not extrinsic types of things. But if you're looking inside, you're looking internally, why do you think you do the things that you do? Why do we all do the things we do? Where does our motivation come from? I think for me, if I'm looking at, say, Tony Robbins' human needs. I think I'm really motivated by growth. I always want to be trying to learn and grow and do new things. And I'm not real happy if I'm not engaged in those types of activities where I can stretch myself mentally and physically. I think I'm also motivated highly by a sense of love and connection. I think that's part of why, I think that's the biggest reason why I try to do what I do as a teacher and a coach is to try to make those positive connections with students and a sense of contribution where I'm hopefully doing something meaningful. I think those things really motivate less about maybe significance in terms of I hope I'm, I hope I'm doing meaningful things and contributing but I don't necessarily care so much about recognition or how many views a video gets or anything like that. That doesn't really impact me very much and I don't spend a lot of time looking at those things or worrying about those things. And that's, I don't mean to put the need for significance in a negative light, but I think it's important to consider where are my deepest motivations. So that's what we're talking about this week. What's motivating you? Let's stay focused on having a great spring as we're now in March. Much love.